0: Let's get to our guest now, Wei Yao is Head of Research and Chief APAC Economist at Societe Generale joining us from Hong Kong. So much to talk about, including all these downgrades to China growth, but just want to start with the broader picture and uh, certainly what we've seen from the Fed at Jackson Hole. Do you think that we are going to see inflation get back down to 2% without causing some kind of global recession?
1: Well, it's uh, obviously very, very challenging. Um, the it, it's very clear that inflation is driven both by supply and demand. So the the Fed has said itself that uh, demand has to be destroyed to some extent to, to achieve their goal. So implicitly, that means uh, it, it's going to be very challenging to, to avoid economic pains.
0: All right, let's get to the China picture because we're continuing to see these downgrades coming through from the economy. A Bloomberg survey now projecting China growth just 3.5% this year. I mean, that's well down from other projections of 39 but even the 5.5% growth target that authorities had set. What kind of uh, challenges are we still seeing in terms of your view of how we even get to 3.5% growth? Okay, so there,
1: there are two things here. One, zero COVID policy. This is becoming a persistent drag on the economic activity and more importantly, the confidence of households and, and, the, and the corporates. And the second problem equally, equally challenging is the housing situation. The housing was already in, in a very bad shape before the Shanghai lockdown, but it has gotten worse um, because of the developers' uh, cash flow problem and uh, project delays and all that. So th- the, with these two big issues, the Chinese government, however, has not done much. Um, this is really the surprising part. And if they continue to be so slow to respond, uh, the 3.5% the will be difficult to achieve.
0: What more can be done in, in your view then? Because I mean, you do have some kind of policy action in terms of the cut to the MLF recently and that $146 billion of stimulus pledge, but, but what is needed? Is it more targeted towards the property sector in your view?
1: Yeah, certainly that that should be one very important uh, path to take Um, because the key here right now is to restore the household's confidence in the housing. And this is about finishing these uh, stored projects uh, and deliver the the pre-sold apartments to the households. Without that, nothing else can happen. So so the government, uh, it's very clear the developers have no cash flow to do that and not even the local governments. So here we actually really need the central government to step in. And here we got some news, but no confirmation. So that that lingering uncertainty is not, not good.
0: Let's look at the, the currency moves as well. I mean, a fourth day yesterday of a stronger than expected fix gives you some kind of indication authorities are not that happy with a near two-year low with the yuan against the dollar. And you saw the on-and-offshore push past 6.9. How much further weakness for the yuan? You've got Goldman saying now seven. and uh, And I guess what kind of further implications are you expecting the weak currency to have on this economy?
1: Yeah, we also think seven is quite possible in the near term. Uh, the the trouble here is indeed the, the hawkish Fed uh, we talked about and PBOC is under pressure to to ease uh, to support the economy and of course the PBOC once in a while will come in want to uh, slow down the pace of depreciation but according to the past experience they can only slow but they, they can never stop so we think there is more uh, depreciation in the near term.
0: Of R&D. Okay. So more depreciation to that point of around seven. And just a quick word as well about the business survey that we've seen with American firms' optimism about China falling to a record low. I mean, if you have expats leaving, this is going to cause even further, uh, I guess, weakness to the economy.
1: Yeah, certainly. I think this is a reflection of of what we just discussed about the confidence, confidence shock from the zero COVID policy. Of course, there are also other factors uh, uh, making people more bearish these days, but uh, this is really the biggest issue. If you can't have the certainty of business continuity, operation continuity, understandably you know companies will not want to invest
0: let's talk about the situation in korea we had our kathleen hayes speaking to the bank of korea governor re at jackson Hole, and uh city saying that his comments could raise some hawkish risks in the central bank's monetary policy re basically saying that the bank of korea won't stop tightening before the fed what's your kind of outlook here on the korean one economy excuse me i should say and also the complications of this one at a 13-year low
1: yeah, sure. So uh, the Korean economy obviously is uh, going to slow because of the um, the, ex- the external demand is is on the path of uh, deceleration. It's actually already started, and given how important it is for the Korean economy, it's hard to see how how can how Korean girls can can remain resilient in this environment. But meanwhile, uh, they also have an inflation problem. Yeah, the headline has peaked. It's likely to decline here. But uh, Korea has a little bit of the same dynamics as in the in the West, which is, you know, the labor market is is tightening. So there is demand-pool inflation. So that really means, yes, the, the BOK has to continue to, to hike interest rates as well.
0: You talked there about inflation. I think the governor said himself that he expects inflation to slow below 3 percent by the end of next year. Are you seeing more broadly inflation peaking across Asia?
1: Well, it, it is coming, right? In some countries, it's already here. Um, the, for example, in, in, as we can see, you know, the, there are both demand pool and supply inflation in countries like Singapore, Singapore Korea, Australia. They, they have a tightening labor market as well. So in these places, inflation is definitely broadening uh, beyond the food and energy. It will be harder to contain.
0: Well, speaking of beyond food and energy, we've got a Bloomberg Intelligence piece saying that uh, the surging Singapore rents uh, are something that's going to keep inflationary pressures high too. Does that kind of, I guess, spur more investment demand for residential properties and, and I guess, the housing market in Singapore or does it cool that demand?
1: Uh, That will come um, for sure. Uh, But uh, in the short term, it probably is still going to take the policy tightening to cool some of the demand, uh, usually um, the the housing projects that's going to take time, um, and in this case, you know we're talking about you know the idea that uh, inflation in Asia is actually also a problem for a lot of the central banks. It's they have to hike not because the Fed is hiking, but because they also have to contain their own inflation.
0: Well, yeah. Let's talk about where you are in Hong Kong because that has its own challenges too, as it follows the dynamic COVID uh, policy. And and we've talked here about uh, businesses in China, you know, not being very optimistic, and and of course the exodus too of the brain drain in Hong Kong. What's your What's your outlook for Hong Kong? Does Does the city sort of come back when we get these tough restrictions eased, or has Hong Kong changed forever?
1: Well, um, it's hard to say at this stage, uh, but uh, apparently it's going to have a a couple of difficult years ahead. Uh, One is because Hong Kong still have a pretty uh, restrictive uh, entry policy, well, compared to the rest of the world. So that's not going to help. And uh, once people are leaving, it's going to take time for them to come back. And the other thing is Hong Kong economy is very much uh, connected to related, integrated into into China. Uh, mainland and um, china is not gonna do well in the coming few years probably in terms of growth it's Mm. there is a zero COVID. there is also structural debt problem they need to resolve that's gonna take time
0: all right. Thank you for your insights. Wei Yao is head of research and chief APAC economist at Societe Generale, joining us from Hong Kong. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders
1: will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum, powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry, and Media City Qatar, and premier sponsor QNB.